everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, I decided to go into a movie I recently saw, like, sometime last month. Um, I thought it was going to be, like, you ever have those moments where you hear about a movie or you see a movie on, like, any streaming platform? Or, like, you go to the movies and you think, huh, this may look interesting, or you have an idea of what this movie is going to look like? or possibly be about, and you completely are, like, the end result is totally different, and your expectations are totally different. So, and no, I'm not talking about Malignant. I think I talked about Malignant already. Maybe not. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and see, but Malignant, I'm gonna go over Malignant, because that movie was very polarizing in a, in a way. But um, this time, I will be talking about uh, 2021's, uh, a 2021 psychological thriller, a psychological horror movie called The Night House. Uh, the Night House is available on HBO Max and Hulu if you have the subscription. And it is also available on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, uh, Amazon Prime Video for $14.99 if you are all interested. So, The Night House, uh, like I said before, is a psychological horror. Um, It's one of those very... It's definitely a slow burn movie. Um, The runtime is an hour and 46 minutes. Uh, I I enjoyed it for what it was. There are some, like... There are some instances of it that... Like, I'm not one of those people that'll just harp on a movie just for the sake of harping on a movie. I enjoyed the movie for what it was, and I wanted to talk about it because I feel like, you know, this was a movie worth talking about because it it garnered a lot of questions. Not so much questions. It garnered a lot of, like, talk about this movie. I'll I'll just say that. There's a lot to be talked about with this movie. So, I'm going to just dive right in. Um, I'm gonna try not to, like, go over the, like, whole movie in a whole- I'm not gonna go over, like, the whole movie. I'm just gonna talk about some major plot points. So, actually, there's two trigger warnings for this episode. One, um, there are talks of suicide in this episode. And two, there are gonna be some spoilers in this episode. So, listener discretion advised if you do not want to hear about spoilers or the under- the the theme of this movie, uh, which is going to be talking about suicide. You can turn off this episode right now, and you can just go listen to any of my other episodes that are talking about these topics. So, without further ado, so the general synopsis of this movie is the fact. The general synopsis is uh, Rebecca Hall is the actress. Uh, she plays Beth. Uh, she's a widow who discovers a dark secret about the house her recently deceased architect husband built. Or the...
something that he would do. Like this is something. Be here. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So she's going to throw herself into her work. So she comes back and one of her students' parents, the mother, is like asking her quite like kind of like trying to get her to give her son a better grade and she's like I was off like she's she she's trying to explain to this woman without going into details as to why she was off in the first place and why her husband why her son got the grade that he got and she just kind of unloads on this lady and I thought it was great because she just because it's like it was very much like that sense of you don't know what people are going through and you should not be like, you should be a little bit more compassionate. Like, yeah, she's not going to tell you because it's none of your business, but you still should be compassionate about the fact that this woman was going through something rough. She needed the time off and she said she was sorry about your son not getting the grade that you think he deserves. And then the look on this woman's face when she like gets told by Beth, like, look, my husband committed suicide, and that's why I wasn't able to be here to give your son his grade. And then just the lady's face was just, it just dropped. It, it just looked like so much egg on her face. But definitely be a little bit more compassionate to your fellow human beings because you don't know what everybody else is going through. So, there is that. So, after all this, um, Beth gets invited out by her friend Claire, who's also her co-worker, um, she gets invited out. I may be skipping some points, but a lot of spooky stuff is going on currently. Um, there's like, she's getting these text messages from her husband or supposed text messages from her husband. Um, she'll look out the window and then all of a sudden she'll see her husband's naked body um, standing on the lake. And there's just a lot of weird stuff going on. Like there's that, uh, there's like these like, she was going outside. She heard like this knocking noise, I believe, or something outside. And she sees like these, these like women running through her backyard and they are jumping off of the like side of the cliff because their house is on like this, like their, their house is very built high up. And these women are jumping off this cliff because they're running. They only have their shirts on. They're in their underwear and they are running off of this cliff. And then she looks down and she sees these bloody footprints coming towards her, but there's nothing there. So it's a lot of weird instances. Like she'll go into her, she'll have these nightmares or like these visions of her in her house. And like she's outside of her house and she walks in and she sees herself on the couch. And then she wakes up and there's nothing there and the front door is open. So it, 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 there's a lot going on. So she's obviously distraught. She's still trying to find out what's going on. She starts snooping into her husband's stuff because she's now with her husband's untimely death. Um, she's planning on leaving, moving out of the house. So, um, then there's her neighbor, Mel. Mel is, uh, played by actor Vondi Curtis Hall. And 
he he's their neighbor and he's trying to ke- uh, like look out for her. He's trying to check up on her, see how she's doing. He's very concerned as well as Claire because you know this is a very tough thing. Like she has gone on record to say like I've known him for 15 years and for him to suddenly do this is is totally out of the ordinary. This is something he normally wouldn't do. So what ends up happening what ends up happening is she she starts snooping through her husband's stuff, and one of the things that she finds on she ends up finding his phone. Well, not finding, but she has his phone, and there's this picture on his phone, and from the side it kind of looks like Beth, but she knows that's not her. So in unlocking his phone, she ends up stumbling upon all these like pictures of like these different women that look like her. And she's like, is he cheating? So, like, when I was watching this, I was watching this with my friends Chris. I was watching this with my friends uh, Jason and Chris and my brother Denzel. And we had, like, two schools of thought. Either he's, like, well, one of the general rules of thought, like, the same thought we all had was, like, oh, he, he must be a serial killer. There's something off about him for him to, because... The reason why we thought he was a serial killer is because she stumbles upon a floor plan for their house, but the house is backwards. And apparently, across on the lake, this house was like he built the same, he built their house like the same, he built the similar house, but the house is just backwards. So it's just opposite. So she's finding the floor plan. Um, she's having these weird, strange visions. Um, she's stumbling upon these photos of these women that look just like her. And it's either he's cheating on her or he's like a serial killer or it's both. So basically, um, she's still reeling from this. So she's trying to find answers. So During um, her trying to find answers, she goes out with a couple of her work friends and her friend Claire. And she she gets drunk and she talks about, like, the suicide note that he left. Because for some strange reason, the the topic changes. Because at first they were talking about, like, like sleepwalking or, like, daydreaming or, like, uh, you're, like sleepwalking but you're awake when you're sleepwalking or something like that along those lines so the topic ends up shifting and they end up talking about his her husband's suicide note and the suicide note reads you were right there is nothing nothing is after you you're safe now it's very ominous um she doesn't know what it means she claims to not know what it means so when she gets back home, Claire her, Claire takes her back home and she tells her the truth. It does mean something. So apparently when Beth was younger, she was in a car accident. And when she was in the car accident, she was actually dead for like 4 minutes or something like that. And she ends up, she she was dead for four minutes, but they resuscitated her and she came back to life. And she, um, when she came to, a lot of people asked her, like, what did you see? Because a lot of people ask, 
like when certain people end up dying for like a couple of minutes and and they ask like what did you see because one of life's biggest mysteries obviously is like what happens to all of us after we die is there a bright light is there a light at the end of the tunnel and for her she kept getting asked these questions of like, well, what did you see? What was out there? What was happening? And she said there was not, she, she basically told a bunch of people, I don't remember Cause she was trying to figure out, like, I can't really tell these people. She was trying to like soften the blow and she would tell them she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember, but she told Owen there was nothing. I did. I didn't see any, there was nothing there. There was absolute nothing. So shortly thereafter, um, the the supernatural occurrences start getting more and more intense. They they're getting more and more and more and more intense. Uh, the this radio that they have in their in their house is playing this music. is playing this song and it's playing this one particular song over and over again. Um, she finds blood on the boat where Owen shot himself and feels an invisible presence. So, up until this point, mind you, this is a very slow burn of a movie. Up until this point, she is under the impression that she is being haunted by Owen's ghost. Up until this point. So, she starts seeing like these, like I said before, she was seeing these ghostly figures of women. There is just unexplainable occurrences and everything like that. So she then, so it wasn't his phone. She finds the one picture of uh, this one lady. So she starts piecing together the clues. And then on top of that, she's finding these weird books about like, like trapping spirits. So... Our immediate thought at first was he's a serial killer, he is cheating on her, or we thought it was both. Now we possibly think he may have been possessed. And we were right. And I'll get into that in a minute. So, with Madeline, not Madeline, um, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, with Beth finding the pictures of these random women, she ends up finding also one of the weird books he was holding on to, and one of the books was um one of the books that she ends up finding out about has like um it's about occult voodoo and like just like trying to hold a trick and trap demonic entities basically and she's trying to piece all this stuff together because like she goes she eventually does find the house so with her finding the house she goes up to mel and she's at because mel apparently knew about the house in the woods that looks just like their house. And she goes, she finds the house and there's like this like little, like it's like a vase. And she finds this thing called a Louvre doll, like the Louvre in Paris. It's, um, this, it's basically a statue of a woman and she's pierced by like 13 needles or like 13 pieces of rebar. And it's supposed to trap, like, demonic entities and, like, trick, um, trap demonic entities. It's an occult voodoo doll. There's some bad stuff going on. And she ends up tracking down the book into this bookstore outside of, like, New York City. And in the bookstore, she ends up finding this woman. And it was the woman on her husband's phone. This woman's name is Madeline, and she works at the bookstore. 
Now, Beth ends up confronting her because she's like, did you know my husband? And she confronts her as like, did you sleep with my husband? Uh, Did you know my husband? And just grills her right then and there, but she doesn't get any answers out of her. So, uh, prior to her finding the doll, so she finds the doll and she goes up to Mel I skipped over that part, but she goes up to Mel and she confronts him like, what do you know about this house? Why didn't you tell me about this house? What is going on? So he comes clean and says, yes, I saw your husband in the middle of these woods. Yes, I know about the house. Um, And he may or may, I did see a woman with him and he thought it was Beth, but it wasn't. It was some random woman that looked like Beth. Now, mind you, Her husband has all these photos of these women on his phone and on his laptop, and they look like Beth. So when she told Claire about it, she's like, well, my husband has a type, obviously. That plays into this. So Mel ends up saying, like, he ends up seeing um, her husband, Owen, and he's like, I have these urges and they go away, and sometimes they come back. Now, she, he, Mel thought he was drunk because it's in the middle of the night, and he looked disheveled, and he looked, like, just all out of it. And he's like, sometimes I have these urges that can't be contained, so I have to come out here and deal with my urges. So immediately, once again, he's either a serial killer or he's, he's possessed by something. So that was our kind of classic schools of thought. So, um... Then eventually, uh, shortly thereafter, all this stuff happens. Madeline ends up coming to Beth's house to tell her about Owen. So Beth ends up finding out from Mad. Beth ends up finding out from Madeline about this one incident between her husband and Madeline. So apparently, Madeline didn't know he was married. She was interested in him. They were flirting back and forth and they kissed once. Now, there was something that happened. She, he, Owen had his hands around Madeline's neck like he was about to choke her, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. So he drove her home. So it's like, this is some, this is some weird stuff going on. Like, what is going on? Why did he, and he felt very, very, like, um, he, he felt very bad about it. He, um, he, he, he very much felt bad about it and he drove her home and they never saw each other after that. They never slept together. They kissed once and they went out on a couple of dates and that was it. So after all that happens, Beth, wanting to get some more answers, ends up going to... She she visits the reverse house. And then on top of that, she's drunk. Because now it's like, you've known this man for 15 years. He commits suicide unexpectedly for after knowing him for so long. All this weird, crazy stuff is going on. There may be instances of him cheating on you. You go to the reverse house and you possibly see him with another woman and you think it may or may not be a dream. You, you feel like she honestly feels like she's losing her mind, basically. So she goes to the reverse house and with her going to the reverse house, um, she ends up stumbling upon uh, 
like she the the it's it's a horrible storm and it's break in the house at this point the reverse house is just so dilapidated and just it, it, it's basically rotting and she goes into the house and she steps on the floor and on the fl- she one of the floorboards breaks and underneath the floorboards is just all of these dead bodies of all these women they're like like all across under the floorboards just all these dead bodies of these women and all of them basically were the women that were on her husband's laptop and there's a bunch of them so she comes out of the house she leaves the house in a huff she's so distraught by what she just saw and she gets on the phone with her friend Claire and this is when we finally get the whole climax of the movie so uh, okay, because okay. I'm not trying to make like this like when we, we when we saw this never never in a million years would we would have expected like we kind of expected this was gonna happen but the way things kind of catapulted and the way things kind of came together was a little bit interesting. So to backtrack a bit, when she's looking through her husband's things, there's this one incident, this one supernatural incident where she's like. Staring at, like, you ever, like, look at things out of the corner of your eye and you see something kind of, like, go by out of the corner of your eye and you could have sworn it moved or something like that? So, in the middle of her, in her husband's things, she goes downstairs and she's, like, looking and the the way the camera angle is sort of set up is that it, it, it like, in between two fig, in between two spaces... There's like this negative space and it moves and it looks at her and it freaks her out and she runs back upstairs or she runs somewhere, but she gets out of wherever she is. So going back, so she, she ends up taking a shower. She's trying to sober up. She's in the shower. It's all steamy and everything. So there's this instance where I think whatever is trying to contact her, who she's under the impression is her husband ends up, like, making, like, you know when it's steamy in the shower and you can write hi or hello into the mirror. So that happens. So then this entity, this invisible entity that's been haunting and terrorizing her throughout the whole movie is caressing her, is trying to comfort her, is trying... And we're... here, here's where my mind went. I'm like, if she sleeps with this ghost, I'm gonna be very... I'm gonna I'm a scream. Cause it just looked very, very intimate. Cause I'm like, oh, she's about to, she's about to, this is like, this is like ghost. This is like Patrick Swayze ghost. If you don't know that reference, look it up. So what ends up happening next is she's like, Owen, I've missed you. She's like confessing like, Owen, Owen, I've missed you so much. I can't believe this is you. And then the entity is like, I'm not Owen. And then next thing you know, it's, bashing her head against the mirror and she wakes up and she's on the opposite side of the mirror in the reverse house so she's in the reverse house and now she's getting dragged all throughout the house of the reverse house witnessing all of these murders that owen was committing and Meanwhile, she's in this dimension, so she's kind of in this, like, state of, like, she's on the opposite side. She's in this, like, sort of dimension. It's kind of this, like, 
she's in a she's in she's not in the nor she's not in reality she's in like this sort of fake reality and this thing's in her head so what ends up happening next is after her getting dragged throughout this house and thrown about and thrashed about this house and witnessing all these terrible things that her husband was doing this thing finally announces itself or like makes itself known to her and basically says it is the nothing it doesn't call itself that. I forget what it called itself, but it, it's basically the entity that's been haunting her. So, to put two and two together, when she died, she was supposed to stay dead. But she beat... So, to simplify what this thing is, it's basically death. So, think Final Destination. This this unexplainable... Like, these people were supposed to die, but they cheated death, and now death is coming for them. Think of that. But with this, and it's not in the early 2000s, this is like 2021. So basically what this thing is, this thing is basic. So what it is, in the simplified, the simplest way possible, it's death. She was supposed to die all those years ago. So it makes sense. It makes sense now. She was supposed to die, and when she didn't, this thing came back and wanted her. So... Going back to the suicide note, you were right, there is nothing. Basically meaning, there is nothing. This is nothing. This entity that's been haunting you and coming after you this whole time is called nothing. Nothing is after you, you are safe. So to go back to the line, you are safe, or you're safe, meaning, so apparently the nothing was whispering in her husband's ear because he was trying to possess the husband to kill Beth. But the husband, Owen, couldn't bring himself to do it. So apparently this thing has been happening for a couple of years, maybe one to two years. The nothing was whispering in Owen's ear to try and kill to try and kill Beth, but he wouldn't do it because he loved her so much. So he, so the voices kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And Owen, loving his wife as much as he does, um, didn't want to kill her. So what he was doing was he was trying to figure out ways to trick this entity into killing these women that look like Beth. So what the husband did was he constructed the reverse house, would find these women that look like Beth, and then kill them. And make it and make death think that he was killing Beth and he what really wasn't. So he was just constantly, constantly, constantly finding these women, romancing these women, possibly may or may not have had sex with these women in order to keep his wife alive. Until one point he thought the only way to make this thing stop because the urges are getting stronger, this thing is not gonna this thing I can't keep tricking this thing into thinking that I'm killing my wife and I'm not, because the thing is getting smart. So he takes it upon himself to kill himself as a way to stop the nothing from going after Beth, and it didn't work. Instead, what he did was this thing is now floating around without a vessel, and it's still after Beth anyway. So he, in order to reclaim Beth, because she was supposed to stay dead and she didn't, he is now basically trying to convince her to commit suicide herself so that way they can finally be together. 
so she can finally be with Owen. So it, it's so that basically happens, and then she's now and so prior to all this is happening, she's still in this like dark dimension with Death, who is now persu- who is now taking up the um, identity of Owen because that is how he is able to talk to her. So, what ends up happening next, after getting this crazy phone call from Beth, Claire, her best friend and work, um, um, Claire, her best friend and her co-worker, goes to her house and is trying to figure out, notices the house is in disarray. Everything's thrown about, everything looks like, like a tornado has run through it. So, she ends up looking out the window and she sees Beth in the same boat that Owen committed suicide in and she also has Owen's gun. Now, Beth is in this, like, dream-like state. So, like, going back to, like, when she asked about the whole daydreaming and the, and, and the sleepwalking and everything. So, she ends up in the boat. She has the gun. And this thing is, like, telling her, do it, do it, do it. So, right at the last minute, she, she hears Claire's voice while in this dimension. And she wakes up. So, Claire jumps in the water tries to wake uh wake up Beth and tries to get her to come to consciousness, don't do this, basically screaming her name, don't do this, and she regains her will to live, if you will. So she wakes up, and also Mel is there to comfort her and, and like, trying to, like, console her and everything. Mel is there, and Claire is there. So they get out of the boat. They're on dry land. So Mel sees the boat kind of just wading back and forth, wading back and forth. And you can kind of see it too, if you if you really pay attention and if you really notice. You can kind of see in the boat, you see like a shadowy figure kind of sitting there in the boat. And Mel can see it just a little bit and Beth is looking straight at it. And you can, everybody can see it. And she was like, She's like, Mel tells her there's nothing there. And she's like, I know. But we, we as the audience can see it. So it was, it was, it was pretty solid of a movie. Um, there are like, it, it is very much a film right or rife, however you pronounce that word. Uh, with like underlying themes and underlying tones, obviously the one the underlying tone in uh the night house is like dealing with suicide and like um like how people are affected by the ones that people like when certain people commit suicide, they leave behind others who are dealing with the aftermath of it, how to cope, how to grieve how to deal with, like, the loss of this very important person in their lives. And for her, it's like she's known him for 15 years. They they were very happy. She saw nothing wrong. There were no signs. The, the classic things that people tell you. Because this film is very much a, a film about, like, of course, mental health. And how not so much, like, the underlying themes and there's not that direct message and that overlying thing of, like, you need to get help, you need to get help. But it's very, it's very much identifying, like, certain themes of, like, what we deal with when those who are no longer here 
that constant need of like you want answers like you need answers you have so many questions it's like and then for her it's like you're finding out like the person you knew like you knew this person you've known them intimately you 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 were married to them and for them to do something so out of character so out of place is just leaving you with questions that you feel you're not going to get answered so you just go on this sort of you go on this like this this hunt because you need answers this does not this does not make sense you've known him for so long and for him to just randomly do this and not give you and like for him to leave such an ominous like suicide note is another aggravating thing and then to hear that he possibly was cheating on you or may or may not have had sex with these women and then to try and in your head try and justify like he did this for me to help me but it doesn't make me feel any better and and under and like and then if you just the underlying and then the small like supernatural aspect to know that this entity this it's kind of like it follows where the death is basically transmitted through these people through sexual experiences i believe and it it it, it jumps from one person to another and the same thing with like not the same thing but the whole like the sim- the simplification of like oh this is just final destination but a lot more tame and a lot less gruesome and instead of it being a group of people it's just death is after this one person and I don't know, like, I feel like this movie doesn't, like, this isn't the type of movie that you would see a sequel with. Like, this doesn't seem like, this doesn't seem like the type of movie where Beth is just gonna have, like, this one-on-one, like, confrontation with, like, death or anything. Like, it's not, like, that type of movie. This is, this is very much a movie where you... Her understanding and coming to grips with knowing that this thing is going to continue to come after her and continue to want to be around her until she dies. Like, that's the only way this thing goes away. This is the only way nothing goes away. Because nothing is going away. Like, this thing is not going away anytime soon. This thing, it's either you, like, exercise it or you just like stab it off or like kind of put it off until you actually do croak and die but uh overall overall i thought it was a good film very like i said before it's a it's, it's a slow burn it's an hour and 46 minutes so things don't start to really pick up until like you get to the last like possibly 30 to 35 minutes of the film and even then like you can kind of predict, like, where this is going, because, like I said, me and my friends either predicted he's cheating on her, we were right about that, uh, he's a serial killer, we were half right about that, well, not half right, we were completely right, because he was out here killing all these women, and he was possessed, so he was possessed, a serial killer, and he was a cheater, so we were, we were pretty much correct on all fronts. Uh, the thing we didn't see coming, though, was the fact that it was you you could still tie this in with the possession angle because it was like trying to figure out what this thing was because 
in certain movies like this, especially when it's like, if you want to go horror movies like this, it's sometimes a demon. It's not usually death itself. Sometimes, but usually, most cases with these type of movies, it's usually uh, an actual demon. It's never, because it's not like, um, it's not like Devil, where that was just supposedly like Satan, but they never really called it Satan. They made uh, uh, hints to it, but they never fully was like, oh yeah, I'm Satan, and I'm here, and I'm gonna kill all of these people in this elevator. They never really made that clear, but... I digress. I still thought it was a pretty decent movie. It was an okay movie. I have no like problems with it or qualms about it. It's it's your it's your simple like psychological horror film, you know. Um it's very like it felt more like a thriller than a horror just because of the slow burn. Um there wasn't really that much like like there was no actual physical like you saw physical like physical moments where you saw blood but it was like there was no actual like violence against towards anybody it's pretty tame it's just the themes and just the discussion about it they don't even really talk about like they mention his suicide but they don't go into gory details except for that one scene they do go into details about it when beth is telling that woman the the student's mother about what happened and why she wasn't there at work so yeah, there's a it's it's a it's a really good movie. Um, very much in the middle. It's very like mixed reviews. Um, I actually want to tune. I actually want to see like the certain reception for it because this is a movie that came out in like 2021. It w- apparently appeared in Sundance in 2020. So it it got positive reviews. Uh, Rebecca Hall did an amazing job as Beth. Uh, yeah, some people gave it a C minus. Audiences polled by Cinema Score gave the film an average of C minus on an A plus to F scale, while Post Track reported sixty one percent of audience members gave it a positive score, with thirty eight percent saying they would definitely recommend. So yeah, it's not bad, and it's I'm not you know what it's very in the middle. It's really it it's good. It's good. Is it something to write home about? Not necessarily. I would watch this with friends. I would definitely watch it with friends. There were, like, as far as, like, horror, there was, like, two moments where I was, like, actually scared. Because what I think... One of the moments was when um, she was downstairs in her husband's office and you see the nothing in between, like, these certain places and you see, like... The, the the just the structure change and you see the silhouette of nothing and that freaked me out and also when the women the these ghost like the ghost women were running past her in the middle of the night that scared the crap out of me but yeah and it, it's mostly jump scares it's mostly very it's jump scares but yeah it's it's very good it's very good I highly recommend it highly recommend all that being said i think i'm gonna wrap this episode up so overall um if i were to give a rating between a scale of one to ten ten being the uh high uh ten being like i really think it's good to one being i thought it was absolute trash uh i'd give it i'd give it an eight eight point five i'd give it an eight and a half it was it was pretty decent 
Um, reason why I'd give it an eight and a half, I highly recommend, but I think that runtime and most of it is just dialogue and, you know what, screw it, I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. It, I really don't have any complaints about this movie. It, it's, it's your simple, like, why are these people going, like, why is she, like, just the whole curiosity killed the cat very much. But that's with, like, all horror movies. It's like, why are you investigating this? You should just leave. Leave. Go to therapy and leave. Just leave everything behind. Don't worry about this. Just go. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I give it a 9 out of 10. I, I, I enjoyed it. Despite, uh, yeah, I, I give it a 9 out of 10. Anyway. For more movie reviews and the way I sort of expunge about movies... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RollMartyrX. That is Roll underscore Martyr underscore X. All that, like, my social medias will be in the description. Please like, share, and subscribe all this. Share it wherever you want. This is available wherever it is. Uh, give me a rating if you're listening on iTunes. It helps me out, and it helps me figure out what it is that you all love about this show. Give me questions, and I will be sure to answer them. Leave me voice messages, and I'll be sure to put them in my podcast episodes if you all would like to be shouted out. Um, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at roll underscore martyr underscore x as well. Like I said, social media is in the descriptions and all that fun stuff. But yeah, my name has been Brittany. This has been the Status Alternative Podcast, and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye-bye.